Welcome everyone to Black Explaining, where we try to rationalize all things related to the culture. I'm Jay. I'm Lo. And I'm LB. And we are Black Explaining. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing fine, man. Things are going great. How you doing, Lo? I'm wonderful. Blessed, still quarantined. Yeah, who you telling? Yeah, yeah. We had a real busy weekend. Real busy weekend, man. A lot of things to kind of go over. We got BT, got Versus. So Sunday BT Awards uh, hosted by Amanda Stills happened. Um, everybody's buzzing about her monologue. I mean, it was amazing. It was comedy mixed with, you know, Afrocentricity mixed with, you know, Black power. It was just great. What's y'all take on that? it was just what we needed for the time you know I mean it was so black so powerful I like the common thread of the you know of the uh, showcase and spotlighting highlighting police brutality and equality everything from the performances to even the commercials it was amazing and another thing is Definitely. that I actually discovered some new artists which I thought was really cool I was like oh my gosh I like the song I like this groove it was really soulful I like how I like the, I don't know, like I like having the, the individual smaller performances. I just really thought that that was dope. I mean, everyone from Anderson Pack, Roddy Rich, never even really heard of him, but I'm like, okay. The song he performed was a banger, The uh, Baby. Not really a big fan of his, but now I take a, a closer look at him. So all in all, I loved it. I thought it was one of the best BET award show that I've ever seen. Wasn't really sure how it would be, what it would look like, but they did an outstanding job. And kudos to Amanda Seals and BET. They did their thing. I think they did their thing as well. I was very impressed by how they handled the uh, the virtuality of it because it was not a normal. Um, it wasn't a normal award ceremony, you know, with the crowd right. and the, and the, and the, and the uh, recipients of the awards, you know, they would go up there, do their speeches, so on and so forth. So I thought that that part was a little, um, like, I, I do wish that the, the, the recipients of the awards could have gone and gave their speech in front of their peers and, and fans. I think that that's an awesome thing about award shows, but I think BET did as best as they could have done under the circumstances. They did a great job. I thought right. the performances were awesome. They shot, um, a lot of these people were shooting, or a, lot, or a lot of the artists were shooting their performances from their households or different um, studios and so on and so forth, but it was just completely awesome I thought that the uh you know the focus on uh justice and in in the black uh struggle was I mean it was right on time just like you said low I mean it couldn't been more of a perfect time so they were quick in addressing and, and, and setting a tone based on our time period what has just occurred over the last uh, month or so so I just thought that that was awesome you're right I look at the show as far as with these new artists I start to realize, wow, my age, man, because I don't recognize a lot of these artists, but I do know their songs. I, nowadays, I know artists' songs because I still do listen and I got my ear tuned in, but my eyes aren't as tuned in. I don't watch as many videos and stuff like I used to, where I would know every artist. So I'm looking at these artists, I'm like, wow, okay, so this is what this guy looks like. You know what I'm saying? But it was an excellent show. I thought um, everybody did a, did, did, did a beautiful job. Um, and I did like the baby's performance. I like when he, um, you know, when he reenacted the, the, the whole George Floyd oh, scene. I thought that was very powerful. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just a great show. Kudos to BET, just like um, Lo said, they did their thing. What was your favorite part of the show? Jay, do you have a favorite part? 
basically, I just like the fact that BET and Viacom really made um, their corporate sponsors push out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the power agenda. That was probably my biggest take of it. I mean, most of the BET awards are pretty much the same. I do like how they handle, like you said, the virtuality of it. But the biggest take for me was definitely just the social activism throughout all the commercials. I know a lot of people, I was reading um, the threads, was talking about how it was on CBS, and a lot of people was not really feeling that. I was loving it. I was loving every second of it. Absolutely. Every second of it. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. I went straight to BET. Yeah. But I went straight to BET. I did. I found that out the next day when I was listening Mm -hmm. to a morning show. But I think I was listening to Steve Harvey Morning Show. And then they said it. And I thought that was great because now the person who isn't going to go to the BET station is going to Channel 9. A lot yeah. more people yeah. are just going to flick their channel yeah. and catch it. Channel right. 9 is you otherwise good. wouldn't. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, you know, um, also Sunday's C- um, CBS is largest night because they had NCIS and all those mm-hmm. other shows. So a lot of people, you know, that's usually accustomed to turn to CBS watched this and they saw these commercials and I thought that was definitely a good look. I would want to see these commercials continue on through our regular programming throughout because it was it was real powerful and that was probably since the Super Bowl that I really enjoyed the commercials just as much as I enjoyed the actual um, performances and everything else. So that's how I'm going to go over the um, the award winners. I have one more point I want to make. Um, I I, I do want to say you know we committed BET but also it just shows that you know, when in crisis or when things, you know, look unstable or unfamiliar, we are adaptable. Human beings are the most adaptable mammals on the planet, you know? And I think that that, that should, you know, spread to a large, I don't know, to just people all over that when things look unnormal, that we can just adapt, do something different, think outside the box, let it, you know, allow it to challenge you and inspire you rather than like, oh, we can't do this because we've never done it before. Well, you just do it. And they did a wonderful job. And also, it really highlights the importance of the visual arts because seeing these performers perform, it made me want to know more. I was like, oh my God, because I don't normally listen to the radio like that. And I know back in the day we had the videos and now videos aren't as important uh, to music like they were once in the past, but it just shows the importance. And maybe we'll get back to that. And do you know one thing? The set directors, just touching on your, whoever these set directors were, they just were amazing. amazing. They really put it down. Oh. Every act was awesome. And in and, 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 and closing, I want to say that hopefully this, and just seeing how great it could be, it's not a bad thing to be conscious, at least somewhat in your in your right. I'm not saying that, that that the baby has to start to drop a conscious out like he's public enemy. He's not public enemy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But which we didn't just, talk about public enemy. Yeah, and we need to speak on that. But but just to see these younger artists, I hope that that, that when you look at that entire show and how great mm-hmm. it was with the consciousness that was yes. that was that was um, implemented in the production, I hope that just encourages them. That every once in a while you can you can speak out and say certain and through your music because it was a completely powerful show and it was powerful because of the messaging and look how they did it wasn't they beautiful they was beautiful the same the same little baby the same Roddy Rich the same ones you had all these other songs yeah that was a beautiful scene it was strong young black youth movement 
and I and I and I loved it. But we got to talk about Public Enemy and uh oh and, and, and Nas. Nas, you know what I'm saying? And Black Thought. What you talking about, AJ? I know that was a highlight for you. I thought you was going to say oh, yeah, that was your highlight definitely. when I asked the question. Man. I know I, I, I missed that live. I missed that alley you. I missed that alley you. But yeah, you definitely me? enjoyed that. The definitely uh, enjoyed that performance. Definitely, man. Come wow. on. Unexpected. Unexpected. But that was great. Class. Uh, it was actually expected when I saw who was pieced together. I was like, yes. Okay. The timing is right. You know, yes. you, you got my, you got my guys up there talking that talk. I mean. Man, it was just a gorgeous night. So. Gorgeous. They could have actually closed oh, yeah, the course. show with that. And you know what's so yeah. powerful? And that's the reason I want a lot of these um, younger artists to really start to think about making timeless music. And, and I get it. You're going to make some music that's for the time we're in. You're supposed to. But you make certain gems, they'll be just as relevant. This is 30 years, 31 years. Didn't the Fight the Power come out in 89? Something around yeah. that area, right? Mm -hmm. 1989, so, the number, yeah. number summer. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so we're talking. It's like what's going on with Marvin Gaye. It's the so, same thing. It's the most relevant song that, that was performed Absolutely. on the show. And this song was yeah. made 30, 30 years ago. They just updated it, but it was exact. And I love to see Flavor Flav. I was excited that Public Enemy got back together because you know they had broke up. There's a whole lot going on. They kicked but the, I heard that, that was also a publicity host, stunt. Too. That was a yeah. publicity stunt, but it worked. It worked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know. They but, basically yeah. just rolled with a little dispute that they had with that whole Flavor Flav and um, Biden thing. Chuck D, yeah, Biden, you know, whatever. So they just kind of ran with it just to get people kind of kind of buzzing, but it was never a real, it was never a real thing for what I read. Yeah. So let me on, let's go over these winners real quick. So Meg Thee Stallion won with her song, um, with Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Signs, Hot Girl Summer. Okay. Over The Baby, Bop, Future and Drake, Life is Good, Chris Brown, and Drake, No Guidance. That mm -hmm. was dope. No Guidance. Um, I think Roddy Rich also won. They got the um, future young stars. That's the one thing I do like is how they highlight every. It doesn't have to be music. It can be anything else. So, um, yeah, Roddy little Rich young got the lady from the uh, Roddy Rich got the album of the year. Yeah, he got album of the year. Yeah. So, um, young star of the year, um, little sister from Black is. I hope I'm not butchering her name too much. Um, Marseille Martin, C one, yeah, C one yeah, over that. C one over um, DMV's own Ashanti Black that plays on the um, Central Park Five documentary, the young brother from um, Blackish and um, The Shy. So yeah, the Migos also won for best group. What are other groups are in rap? I was thinking about this the other really day, nice. Jay and Lowe. Yeah. No, they all. Like, who, what groups are in rap? I think right now. Okay, so they beat, um, so they beat out Earth Gang, City Girls, Griselda, okay. which was my pick, okay. you know, but they always City gonna, girls? you know. Yeah, City Girls. Okay. And um, Chloe and Haley. I groups in hip-hop right now. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm sorry. Groups when I was coming up, groups were the thing. Basically. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, it's kind of, it's becoming more. Migos are the only, group. only groups that can come to my head that are real stars are mm -hmm. Migos and Ray Shrimmer. And I don't even know, is Ray Shrimmer even active right now? They haven't talked about yeah. that in a while. Yes. Who is that? They're still active, but oh, mainly, um, Sway Lee's the only one that's still, that's making most of the music though. You should look. Um, I I think that Ray Shrimmer is good. They um they did this song. That girl is a real crowd pleaser. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they did the, the, the challenge, the mannequin challenge. That was their- Yeah, that's it. pretty much the mannequin it's challenge. They're very creative. But on Sway Lee got new music out too, DC? though. That's also a rapper from DC. What is it, Goldling? Aren't they a group? group or a solo? I thought he was a man. Oh, I don't know. Don't, I don't oh, no, know. I think that's solo. Yeah, he's a man. I don't yeah, so DJ Khaled with Nipsey Hussle won. The good, um, I was hoping they won video, that. Video of the year. They won that over um, the baby, Chris Brown, Doja Cat, Meg Thee Stallion, and Roddy, Roddy Rich, the box. Director of the year went to um, Tiana Taylor. So that's dope. That is dope. She so won that for uh, Spike T. Yeah, so I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, part in the, the pause and for my computer is kind of slow. And that's actress of the year. too, right? Yes. Yeah, she won. What's it like? Humanitarian. Yeah. Issa Rae won for um, Best Actress over um, Angela Bassett, Regina King, and um, Tracy Ellis Ross, which that was good because I love her in Insecure. Yeah. And best Actor is going to Michael B. Jordan over Jamie Foxx, Eddie Murphy, um, Forrest Whitaker, Amari Hardwick. What was, the, what was the movie? I don't even know. I think it's the one that, um, that he had with Jamie Foxx. Um, the one where he was the lawyer trying to get the guy out. Oh, mm -hmm. I heard that was good. Yeah, I oh, just mercy. I think yes, so. Just mercy. They didn't I need have to um, see that. that. That's supposed to be a really good mute movie. Mm -hmm. A really good movie. Matter yeah, they didn't actually have. The, um, well, I'm looking on BT now. They didn't actually put them. Um, they didn't actually put the movie. They just have the um, the names of the guys that won a category. But I'm assuming this is for for that particular role. Unless they don't yeah, give it to him for Black really Panther. Basically, <laughs> I mean, he can still get it for Black Panther. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Lo, just before we leave the BET mm -hmm. Awards, um, I, I, the women, the women, women are making a strong, like they, they making a strong comeback in hip hop. Not to say they were ever gone, but it's always, I feel like it's always one woman at a time. Right, and right. Now, so the, our last three women, I believe, I would say was Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. And I would say was as far as the biggest star female rapper, it was Nicki Minaj, and then it was Cardi B, and now it seems to be it's Megan Thee Stallion. Right. What, what, I just want you know your take on that. Well, I think that over the last couple of years, it's really been about women, whether it be in hip hop, whether it be in politics, you know, regardless of what industry, you know, women are getting a lot more recognition as we should. Now, as far as in hip hop, uh, I mean. I just wish it was a little bit more diverse in terms of the women that tend to rise to the top in hip hop. They all kind of have a same format. There's really nothing unique about each individual woman. So I wish that that would change. Hopefully it does. I mean, I think that there's so many different women that rap that are hip hop and how come they don't rise to the top? Why do I have to be half naked, twerking, showing my ass and my titties in order to be successful and talking about how I trick niggas out? I mean, excuse my language, but that's the truth. So I wish that we could see a little bit more diversity in terms of that. As a woman well, doesn't twerk and doesn't show my booty and my breasts, I would like to see more women that are more relatable to me. That's more of an issue with, um, as far as like labels and stuff, because I know a lot of people have that same conversation that with when they compare like the Nicki Minaj's, even going back as far as like the Little Kim's. But mm -hmm. you, there are people out there that I, that I personally listen to, like, um, like Rhapsody, of course, right. you know, um, exactly. Dean Gray. If you want to just listen to just straight spitter, mm -hmm. so 
it's yeah. pretty much always going to be predicated on us. And as far as like the way the corporate structure goes, they look for, look for things like sex sales. So oh, you always yeah. want to get but these chicks that's going to be the new vixens and, and all that other stuff. So but there's a lot of misogyny in hip hop and not just in hip hop, but just, you know, in general throughout America. And for me as a black woman, when you think about the roots and hypersexualization of black women historically in this country, I really have a problem with that. So like I said, I just hope going forward that more women, you know, that we'll be able to see more diverse women, female rappers rise to the top. And I think that hopefully at some point, you know, everyone won't look the same and have the same message. That's important. Representation matters. Just like, you know, when we talked about Issa Rae earlier, you know, as winning uh, Best Actress, Issa Rae was everything for me because I had, before Issa Rae came onto the scene, I didn't see a lot of Black women that I felt were really representative of me. She's an awkward Black girl. She's natural. She's a little bit funky and, you know, off kilter. I'm like, finally, a Black woman that I can look at and I'm like, wow, she's like me. Like, representation matters. So, uh, I'm keeping at that. I'm setting and my feet. And that was really my purpose for, 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 for posing that question, just because it was the one-at-a-time thing. It seems like one female rises to the top at a time. And they do have, to, at least in the last three, even really going back to Little Kim, have this same style. That same style, when, when, when I grew up, you know, we had MC Light, we had uh, 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 Queen Latifah, you know, we had Roxanne Shantae. We had a lot. Yeah. Of, we had Eve. Like salt was, and Pepper. Yeah, Salt and Pepper. It was a lot of women. And, and, and to, it, to, to, to get to that point in which mm -hmm. we see that diversity, it has to be more than one woman at a time. It should be. Absolutely should be. This is 2020, people. Come on now. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, you know, they're, they're using an old, old format. Light is my yes. favorite rapper, female no, rapper of all time. MC Light. And she, mm -hmm. she was a hardcore rapper, but oh, no. yeah, yeah, but it's it's the same old format that they they're using sex cells, and they're until these women actually get to the point that they're not trying to be exploited anymore yep. for dollars, and be like, no, I'm rapping about you know things that matter to us, you know, Afrocentricity, black womanhood, things of that nature. So it's gonna pretty much be predicated on the artist because if the, if you're dope, people are gonna follow. That's the one thing I definitely do now. 100%. So speaking of dope artists versus last night, let's, let's get into it. Jada Kids versus Fabulous. Yeah. I had a score freaking, um, I had a score 14 to 6. I'm, I'm biased, but I got a score 14 to 6 Jada Kids. So tell me, what y'all take on versus? Who y'all get? What's your highlight songs? Let's go. Let's, let's go. Um, as I watched Versus last night, my biggest takeaway was, um, it was stage presence, it was performance, it was energy versus I'm too cool for school. And I think that, um, I think that, the and I don't know, I think maybe Fabulous needed to get warmed up because I think in the second half of the battle, I think he started stepping it up. Um, showing more energy in his songs, but during the first part, I thought he was just so cool. And that, that, that it, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's hard to see him going against an energetic Jada was just present in the moment, he was rocking, he was ripping, you know, he was they both were representing hip hop, but I just think that Jada just outdid him. I don't, I mean, it was to the point, it was beyond which song was better, he was putting on a better show, <laughs> and you're going back yeah. to back. 
and, and, and yeah. he's putting on a better show, he's winning, even if your song in that particular round may have been better. I mean, I remember one part, the DJ, uh, uh, Fabulous. DJ Booth. He came out there and started doing the rap. I said, yeah. I'm like, where's Fab? He hyping it Fab. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he right. was hyping it Fab. I'm saying, he's putting on, so I think that's why Jada took it and ran with it. I don't know about a score, but I know um, that that I feel like Jada clearly won, you know, and I know they don't do the verses for winner and loser, but um, I right. think he shined last night and, and, and Fab was just relaxing. Yeah. I mean, as they say, the culture won, and yes, the culture did won, uh, win hip-hop, but Fab just seemed like he wasn't, he, Fab, he seemed like he wasn't, like he didn't want to be there. I, I felt that vibe. Like, why am I here? And you know, and, and even when Jada, Jada was trying to be a little bit more playful, he seemed like, uh, you know. I'm like, dude, like, what did you expect? I mean, did you watch the last few verses? Because right. I think that when Beanie Man and Bounty Killer did that, they really set a new standard for how verses would be in terms of energy, in terms of performance, and you know that way. Like, I felt like going forward, like, you want to have a rapper, we need to have rappers with a little bit more energy, like a DMX. You know, Jada Kiss was a good example, but no laid back. It's not, people don't want to, people don't want to tune in to see that. You know, like, you want to get a little bit hype, but Jada won all the way. He has a lot more hits. He's a better MC to me, uh, better beats. And so, hands down, other than him being salty, which I thought was good, it added to the show, but he gave the people what they wanted. He did. And I think that you can be a more of a laid-back rap. I think if Snoop was on Versus, he would do great. But I, I mean, but I just don't think he's that... He's an entertainer, too. He's an entertainer. But, right. but, but Fab, I just... Was he, yeah. was he there? He was not. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, I think mean, he's just too. No, I think he's just too nonchalant for that type of platform. It was weird. And I was basically judging more off the songs. <laughs> I think I'm just a bigger Jada fan. And then with mm -hmm. Jada being saucy, being lit, he made he had a better way way better presentation. So I'm more. I was more yeah. focused on Fabulous song versus Jada's performance and antics that he was doing that had me. Like, there's, like, yes, yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But um, Fabulous definitely, I think, towards the second round, the second um, 10, he, got he had the better, like, collaborations with Little Mo. And I think I was like, okay. Uh, he was holding back a little bit while Jada was just letting it go off the rip. He was just like, yo, whatever. Yeah. You know, he was just letting it spread. He was. Like, he was. like I'm going to give you some of this locks. I'm going to give you some of this um, this puffy verses. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of big. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. He didn't really get in deep into his bag. He got a whole bunch of mixed really. um, songs too that you know can go head to head with Fab. But I, I was l listening to um, a lot of people talk, and they were saying Fabulous would have probably went better with um, Wiz Khalifa or somebody that's more laid back. Somebody's more laid so back. So they were saying they was kind of comparing the two, and it was like Jada's energy just made it seem like it was unfair. It, it was, it I was think a lot of people was, had Jada winning by large margin. Yeah, it was mismatched. Definitely matched the energy of the two performers. I think that, that's important going forward. It was really lopsided and mismatched. It didn't, visually, it didn't, it didn't present very well. So, you know, I maybe mean, styles make fights. You know, styles make fights, you know? Yeah. So it's not true. even like he's, that's true. That's true. you know, you can have your opinions about who's better, but I know who won. 
Right. Exactly. Right. Sometimes better. Sometimes, and I don't even believe this is the case with last night's battle. But sometimes, mm -hmm. especially in boxing, the better fighter can lose. Mm -hmm. You know, the better fighter yeah. has lost yeah. to, to lesser fighters before. But you know, you know, I mean, show up yeah. is all I'm saying. Show yeah. up. But Styles I think this also right. makes the case why DMX definitely needs to get one of these battles. Like I, you know, I was watching, they had a Dave Chappelle show marathon last weekend, and I was watching it. Oh my God, DMX, like, dude is amazing. I'm like, we need to see DMX in a battle all day. Like, that would be. Who do you think it should go against? Because Jay-Z ain't, Jay -Z ain't taking it. Jay-Z not, not stepping up DMX to that. DMX and Eminem. That. I mean, who else? Who oh, else? I, I got somebody who I think would be who? better than Eminem. Who, who, who you think, Jay? Yeah, oh man, it's one person. Come on, Joe. And, it, and I think I was saying DMX and Buster. Who was Buster? That would rhyme. Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Oh, Buster. Ooh. Buster Rhymes. So when we talk about the energy and this, ever. Like, DMX that would be Buster great. Rhymes could be the best verses ever. I know it would I rhyme agree. with a Beanie Man jump. That would be great. Yeah. That would be absolutely outstanding. That would be. You're right. Okay. You know, yeah, get the people I mean, what they want. you comparing energy. Oh my the, God. Those two. Sure. Energy is overload. Great songs, oh great lyricists, hip hop yes. all, the uh, all the boxes are checked. All the boxes are checked. All the boxes. All of them. All the boxes. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's sign up for <laughs> Right. <laughs> all right. Now let's switch it up a little bit um, to some more telling news. So, DC Statehood. Um, the House passed on um, DC statehood and um, vote 232 to 180. So now I guess the vote's going to be going to um, going to the Senate, which we know there's a slight chance that it will probably be denied more likely. But my biggest question is, what do you think is the, um, the state of DC if the case it becomes a state? Would it lose anything? Would there be any gains? Low, since you're a DC resident, what you what you think um, of that proposition? Well, I think that one, because, you know, DC residents pay more in taxes than a lot of other states. I think absolutely we should have the representation and the reason for them not wanting DC to become a state is about power. And that's what I have a problem with because these Republicans are more interested in maintaining power in the status quo because they don't want us to have representation, you know, voting representation in the Senate because they know if, 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 you know, two more Democrats get up in here, you know, things are going to look a little bit different. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's probably, it probably will die in the Senate. But 2021, we have an opportunity, or in 2020, November 2020, this year, we have an opportunity to change up some of these Senate seats. So, people, uh, if you're not registered to vote, go out and vote, because in 2021, I predict the D.C. will become a state. Yeah, I agree with, with Lo, everything she said. She summed it up perfectly. And um, yeah, go out and vote, man. We need to, right now, we need to armor ourselves up and we need to vote on all levels. Don't just go run out when it's time to vote. Yes. Vote on all levels. And we need to know who we're voting for. We need to start to yes. research and educate ourselves on, on our needs and, 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 who, and who will fight for, for our needs. You know what I'm saying? So we need to get to know our people and, 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 and you know, and, and really educate ourselves in, on politics period yeah and i think one of the things that they're very much afraid of is the electoral college as, as well dc has a higher population than both wyoming 
and Vermont. So just think about that, this whole 10 by 10 square miles. We got more people than some of these states that, you know, Republicans definitely need that stronghold in. So, you know, that's that's going to be a huge plus. And plus, um, at least 50 percent of the, um, the D.C. population is African-American. So that definitely sways heavy favor to the Democratic vote. And mm -hmm. I think that would be great. But I think one of my biggest concerns is is what the residents will lose into going mm -hmm. into statehoods. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people like the federal funding, things of that nature is definitely a big part, big part of it. Marion mm -hmm. Barry kind of when he did his thing back in the 80s has set DC up very well that, hey, since we're residents, we're under federal rule, we want these particular guidelines that's done. Stuff like, you know, summer jobs, doesn't that goes directly to the federal government. Um, mm -hmm. other initiatives, other programs, a lot of stuff will be kind of missed when mm -hmm. it becomes a state because, you know, with those, with the state, it's going to be slashed in half. Mary mm -hmm. Bowser, she will now become a governor instead of a mayor, so it's not going to have no mayorship. So, I mean, I think they're going to try to cater it that it's similar to the same capacity. It's probably just more or less just a job title in itself, mm -hmm. but what are the D.C. residents going to lose in mm -hmm. this new proposition? I think that's one of the bigger questions that I have. Well, we can look at what DC residents, as a DC resident, what DC residents are already losing. So, I mean, come on now. Like, DC continues to become more and more gentrified. We continue to lose more and more affordable housing in the city. Affordable health care is not really affordable. So, I mean, it's a mixed bag. So, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. But at the end of the day, I think you have to look at the long term goal. Even outside of DC, statehood, going back to voting and representation, you know, my hope is that one day our Senate and our Congress is a real reflection of what America looks like, not just in terms of race, but in terms of age, in terms of socioeconomic status, like it should be representative of the people. When you look into the Senate, what do you see? A bunch of white men who are over 70 years old. Yeah. This isn't a reflection of America. We don't represent our interests and our needs, and that has to change. Time's up. Tick. Top. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what comes with those lifelong appointments. Yeah, exactly. How the hell are you up in the damn Senate for twenty five, thirty years? Who else has that much job security in America? Forever. Not even the president. <laughs> Ridiculous. And see, but those are old school rules that were intended yes. to keep the old school mindset in place. Why? To maintain yeah. power and the yeah. status quo, and right. that's the problem. And so when people say that a certain issue is woven into the fabric of America, these are some of the things that keep uh, those type of, uh, uh, you know, that keeps that type of thing in place. Yes. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of power and control, um, this past weekend in St. Louis, she had, this is probably going to be the say what mo moment of the um, of the podcast so in st louis we had two attorneys of law basically pulling guns on protesters did anybody catch this foolishness what the guy and the girl that they making all the memes about yeah so we so. have a karen and a ken that's um the government names is um mark mikowski and patricia mikowski yeah so Crazy. what's going on in st louis is that um they're protesting to get the mayor evict you know basically uh, excommunicated from office and, and they went into should. a private neighborhood. And within that neighborhood, these two attorneys, Mark Mikulski 
And Patricia McCoskey came out with a damn AR-15, mm-hmm. and she had a pistol pointing at the protesters, yeah, basically telling them the to trigger. get off their property. Her finger yeah, with the finger on the trigger. So this is, shows you this the state of America. So, I mean, just a quick summary, which I think about that. It's white why? folks are losing their minds. Yeah. Not all white folks, but a lot of because why? Because once again, it goes back to maintaining <laughs> the status quo and maintaining power, and they're feeling really uneasy. Right. You know, right. I mean, if you maintain power for, like I said, what, 400, 500, 600 years, and you feel that your power is being threatened, yeah, you're going to react that way. But, you know, the fact that you have peaceful protesters in your neighborhood, you coming out, you know, with assault uh, weapons is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what's really going on? And those people should be shamed. I don't know if they're if they have their own law firm or their partners or they work for a law firm, but hopefully they'll be fired and lose their job because that's unacceptable. And that should not be a reflection. Exactly. That should not be a reflection, you know, of the companies or corporations that they work for. So unacceptable. Yeah. Very unacceptable. And and, um, social media went ham on them. It was meme after meme after meme. They had them like they were in movie posters. Right. Yes. Like As I, they should be. Yes, yes. Shame uh, them. They're lunatics. Shame them. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're lunatics. You you ought to be shamed. You're going overboard. They're peacefully protesting. They're doing uh, everything lawfully. Nobody was going to uh, run up in your spot or do anything <laughs> to your stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. Get, get a life. Get a life. Exactly. And like you said, they, they're, they're afraid. They, they feel very threatened just because we're flexing our, our power. And we're not even flexing our power to impose upon them. We're flexing our power to relinquish us from all mm-hmm. oppression. That's all we're doing, you know? And, and, and they realize and they're not as strong as they thought they were. And I'm talking about a, 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 the population of people who, 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 who fall into the category of, you know, we're better or, or, or we're going to, um, you know, keep you in your place. We, we, our place is wherever we want it to be. We define our place. Morning. And that's what's changing right now. We're defining our place. Exactly. No longer your decision. Amen to that. All right, well, that's about wrapping it up. Um, any unhealthy tips, Brian, before we go? Definitely. Let me run, a, um, run through. Uh, I, I, I pulled together my healthy tip of the um of the of the of this episode is to stay hydrated now um we're going into these summer months we're in these summer months and the temperature will continue to rise i know with a lot of these quarantines being lifted that people are ready to get up get out and go crazy you know mm-hmm. and i not me though you know i'm ready to go crazy but i mean i'm i'm going to go crazy in my yard Exactly. <laughs> but but let's stay hydrated. Um, we need to drink plenty of water. Now, when we wake up, a good these are a couple of tips. A good thing when you wake up in the morning, have a glass of water. Um, when you're eating meals, have a glass of water. Before you go to bed, have a glass of water, and keep a bottle on deck to um you know to just sip on throughout the course of the day. Especially if you're gonna be running around and you're gonna be inside or outside in a lot of heat. Um, signs of dehydration we have to uh, pay attention to are dry, irritated, itchy skin, headache, dizziness, fatigue, um, cramps. You know. Uh, and, and heavy breathing. These are all signs of uh, uh, dehydration. And we have to uh, make sure that our electrolytes and our, our hydration are, are, you know, at a good point. We need to check your urine. That's a lot of things. When you have this dark um, yellow urine, that's signs of, of dehydration. Or when you're not urinating, 
You should be using the bathroom throughout the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're not urinating, then you're not drinking water. So you need to make sure that uh, that that you stay uh, hydrated and make sure that you're using the, the bathroom at you know at a healthy pace and um, avoid. Now this is gonna be hard because this one says avoid alcohol, um, sugary drinks and caffeine, stuff like soda, coffee, beer, wine, liquor, lemonade, sweet tea. Um, these drinks remove water from our tissues. Now, I know we're going to go out and have a drink, and, and who is to be talking? When y'all come over to my house, first thing I'm offering you is a drink. That's <laughs> but, right, so we got to sip but, water with that. Thank you. Say that again, Jay. Got to sip water with that. Got to sip go. water with that. That's all. Got to sip Compromise. water. Balance. Period. Yeah. And then, um, you know, make sure we cool down. You know, make sure we stay in regulated uh, temperatures. Keep ourselves cool. Drink the water. Have a cool cloth. Try to stay inside, at least during portions in which you're getting hot. Go inside. Get some AC. Um, you want to have salads and fruits because these are high water content um, um, foods that can help us. And, um, you know, just, just that's just a couple of things. And, and keep water on deck. The big thing is keep water on deck. Walk around with some water. Sip it throughout the um throughout the day, and, and and you'll be just fine. But stay hydrated and know the signs of dehydration because you don't want to be laid out on the sidewalk on the grass looking crazy because you just didn't have a bottle of water. Nice. Well, that's Black Splinter, everybody. I'm Jay. I'm Low. I'm LB. Until next and we time. We're Black Splinter. Until next time.